Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It is our Collector's Corner. This is uh, a moment on the show when we celebrate someone whose niche passion has grown into, it's basically a mammoth horde. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. We're at 22 minutes past the hour. Like many people of his generation, Dave Owen first became interested in space as a child, in part fired up by his love of sci-fi. He was encouraged by his mum, and young Dave wrote to the US Embassy asking about the space program, and they sent him back some memorabilia, launching a lifelong obsession. Since then, his collection has taken flight, blasting off from the back room of his house into its own building, becoming the... Tiawamutu Space Centre. And to tell us all about his collection and how a small Waikato town became home to our only dedicated space museum, Dave joins me now. G'day, Dave. G'day, Mark. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, how are you? Well, you've been collecting these space items. How old were you when Mum suggested you write to the embassy? Um, it would have been around somewhere between five and seven. I can't remember exactly, but quite young. Wow. And you've been collecting virtually ever since. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it's been a, a lifelong obsession, as you say. Now, if there are any kids listening who are interested in space, uh, does the US Embassy by any chance still do that? Is it worth a shot? <laughs> Honestly, I don't really know, but it's absolutely worth a shot. They were very good to me, and they love promoting themselves. So, yeah, I'd say absolutely give it a go. So how many items have you got? Oh, that's a good question. Um, all up, there would be probably a few hundred, but most of them would be sort of smaller things, older sort of books and um, instruments and trinkets and things like that. I'd say I've probably got maybe a couple of dozen of the good, bigger things that have actually been into space and that sort of thing. And so can you tell us, uh, take us through some of your favourite items? Right, okay. I think one of my favourites would have to be the sleeping bag that was used in space. It's a nice big thing and it gives you a real personal touch. You can see around the edges of it how it was attached to the walls of the spaceship. So that gives you a real sort of connection with what it was like to be in space. That's one of my favourites. Um, another one would be probably my Apollo 9 Q card. It's just a a piece of card about 20 centimetres squared with some instructions and diagrams on it, and that was used during the Apollo 9 mission. It didn't actually go to the moon, but it was part of that program, um, and that's a pretty special connection to that program. I think those would be my two favourite things. And how did you manage to acquire that, those? 
Yeah, well, it's not easy, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, so the Apollo Q card, that actually came from the astronaut Jim McDivitt's personal estate when that was sold off. So that went to an auction, and then people like me can buy it. Uh, the sleeping bag was a bit more tricky. That was actually um, from a guy who worked for the Soviet space program. Uh, when he left there, uh, he was given a bunch of things as gifts, and then he got old and decided to sell off his collection, and that went to an auction as well. So I bought it at an online auction. And is that part of the process? You, do, you tend to find stuff on auction on, on I don't know, Trade Me or, or eBay or whatever? It can be that simple as just going onto eBay. Um, you've got to be a little bit careful doing it that way. I prefer to work through some of the more traditional auction houses, uh, which uh, do tend to have their auctions online as well. The sleeping bag, for example, was actually sold at an auction house in Germany, so I had to log on at about 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and, and bid that way. So, yeah, but that, that's the general process, yeah. And then how do you go about sort of confirming the, the, the providence of these items? Yeah, that's the tricky part. So uh, some of it will come with a really solid paper trail with signatures and everything else you need, and, and that, that's nice when that happens. Uh, otherwise, the next best thing is to uh, sort of collaborate with other collectors. There tends to be other collectors around the world who are specialists in certain areas. So you can uh, send photos and things to them, and uh, they can sort of appraise it as best they can. So you can't always be 100% certain about the provenance, but uh, I like to sort of stick to ones where you can be pretty much 100% sure. Mm. And can you access things like moon rocks and that? Are there, are there still plenty of those around? No, that's not really, those aren't really for public sale. Um, things that have come from the moon tend to be extremely restricted. And anything that has um, a lot of scientific value, that uh, tends to stay within the scientific community. So uh, it's very rare indeed to be able to purchase anything that has actually been on the moon. Yeah. And so you, you get lots of people. You've got a whole space in. I mean, you've you, you've got a building full of this memorabilia. memorability. Um, yeah. You've created this, uh, and I mean, how popular is it as a as a tourist stopping off point? Um, well, I think it's pretty popular. It's only a small building, and it does fly under the radar a little bit. And it, to be honest, it doesn't look much from the outside. You've really got to come inside to appreciate it. Uh, but uh, we're sort of doing between ten and 20,000 people a year, and it's um, yeah, it's got a bit of a cult following, if you like. Yes, and so it's by appointment. Uh, that's what we recommend, yeah. If you're driving past and we're open, then you almost certainly will be able to come in for a visit. But um, you may find if you just show up here unannounced that we are either closed or fully booked. So we do recommend that you look us up online and book ahead if you can. Some of the TripAdvisor reviews are really very, very positive. Uh, extraordinary, fun, educational, inspiring. We didn't have long to visit. We passed through on the way to Uttarahanga, and uh, we're happy that we did so at the Space Centre. Another here brought our nieces aged five and seven, and we all had an amazing time. Dave was so kind, and we all left happy a must for anyone in the area. So there you go, some, some good positive reviews there for you, Dave. Yeah, that's always nice to hear, isn't it? We're quite proud of our reviews. So if you're a bit sceptical about the whole thing, go and check out our online reviews. So have you managed to go to any of the space centres yourself, the the real, like Houston, or the Johnson Space Centre or anywhere else? Uh, it's on my to-do list. It's a long story. Um, almost did just before COVID, oh. but unfortunately, unfortunately, no, it's still on my bucket list.
Yes. And, uh, I mean, it is an, uh, an amazing experience. I have had the fortune to do just that and to go to Mission uh-huh. Control, which is very small. It's extraordinary because you, you remember the image of all those screens and, uh, and it looks like it's a vast place, but it actually is quite small. Uh, and I think they have a wide-angle lens to make it look bigger <laughs> on the webcam or whatever. <laughs> But it's, uh, it's really extraordinary because it looks exactly the same as it did back in the day. They kept all the surrounds of all the computer equipment and just upgraded the, the screens inside effectively. So um, it's a pretty magical place. Right. I'm, I'm quite jealous to hear that you've gone and done that. Uh, hopefully I'll get to have the same experience one day. So you, you're still a passionate, obviously, and will continue to do so. It's a full-time job for you running the Space Centre? Uh, it sure is, yep, um, and I'll be doing it till the day I drop, so yep, it is a, a real passion and I just can't break free of it, I'm afraid. It, it's me. And what about the feeling, I imagine when you started, um, you never ever envisaged that there would be um, rocket ships coming out of New Zealand, you know, that the, the space age would, would hit the Mahia Peninsula. Yeah, right. It's just incredible. New Zealand is just punching above its weight so much. And it's not just Rocket Lab. There are other companies as well. Um, and, and lots of really interesting stuff going on in the space sector in New Zealand. And uh, most people don't know about it, but we we really are doing extraordinarily well. And it's, it's quite something to hear about New Zealand being talked about amongst the space community internationally as one of the, the players in the space game. It's, it's really awesome. It is indeed, isn't it? Yes, yeah, something to be very proud of. So tell us, Dave, where do we come to if we want to visit you at the Space Centre? Um, so we're actually in Kihikihi, which is just south of Te Aumutu. It's a long story, uh, but it's on State Highway 3. So uh, keep an eye out for it. It's easy to miss if you're driving past. Uh, but you might see the uh, big UFO just outside and all our signs and things. So uh, keep an eye out for it, or you can look us up online. Um, there's a map there, and it's, it's pretty easy to find, really. Fantastic. Well, Dave, thank you so much for your time, and good luck uh, going further than man has ever gone before. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. To eternity and beyond. Or is it infinity and beyond? I think it's infinity, isn't it? Thank you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.